Welcome to Marketing Thought Leadership, the podcast that offers insightful discussions on thought-provoking marketing topics. Here's the host of our show, marketing consultant, speaker, author, and educator, and the president of L2M Associates, Linda Popke. Hi, this is Linda Popke, and welcome to our latest episode of Marketing Thought Leadership. We're here today with Sima Lieberman. Sima helps organizations and individuals create the inclusive environments they need to improve their performance and become more profitable. She specializes in diversity and inclusion and life work integration and stress. Her clients include such organizations as Applied Materials, Diageo, ABM Industries, Renaissance Hotels, Pillsbury Bakeries and Food Services, McDonald's, Kaiser Permanente, and Chevron. She's also the leader, or I'm sorry, the author of the book, Putting Diversity to Work, How to Successfully Lead a Diverse Workforce. Her articles and advice have been featured in such publications as the Wall Street Journal, the New York Times, Investors Business Daily, Managing Diversity Journal, Restaurant Hospitality Machine, Bread and Butter, Black MBA, and YourCheatingSpouse.com. Hmm. She's also uh, the author of the Fast Company blog on, uh, on work-life balance as well. And she belongs to two diversity think tanks, Diversity 2000 and Diversity Community Exchange. She's a member of the Society for Advancement Consulting and the San Francisco Regional Council of Out and Equal. So without further ado, welcome, Sima. Hi, Linda. How are you? I'm great. I'm so glad you're here with us today. So tell me, from a marketing perspective, why is it important for marketing experts to know about diversity and inclusion? Well, uh, there are at least three three main reasons. One is that, def- as most people realize, the markets have been changing. Um, markets have changed in terms of there's global markets. There are people from all over the world. We have different cultures, um, and we have different generations. There are more seniors. So for some people to be successful, they need to be able to know what what mark what what, what who are the potential customers and how to reach those potential customers. And then the second thing is they need to be able to know the segments within segments. I mean, it's not enough just to know about different races or different cultures, but what about different age groups within those within those groups? Um, what about different regional groups? And if you want to be able to reach uh, the widest customer base, you need to be able to understand all of those markets without stereotyping, of course, but to just understand some what are the, what the values are, so then you can appeal to the values. And then the other piece is about inclusion, that inclusion is how you, project, how you project. So if you're a marketing expert and you have um, – if, if you're a marketing expert and you want to get new clients, you need to know about these – you need to know about these different cultures and their values so that when you're working with them – they will feel included, that they are going to be feel comfortable working with you, that they know that you're going to be doing the best job that you can for them. And also, when you're working with people, that in your advertising, you're able to show in your advertising, if you buy from us, if you use our services, you're going to be included in something much bigger than just yourself. And you're going to be comfortable, and you have to be here. You have to be in it. And some of those things are uh, companies that advertise senior discounts. Well, if you're giving me a senior discount, then I know that I'm going to feel included if I use your services, and I'm going to feel comfortable there because you're thinking about me. Or the Kitson Hotel had uh, special discounts during um, 
during Gay Pride Month, so that you know, okay, if you're an LGBT person, that because they're doing because they're doing particular outreach, I know I'm going to feel comfortable, I'm going to feel included. So since I have, but I have a choice of all these different places, but I'm going to feel I'm going to go to the place where I know I'm going to feel the most included. That's a good point, and and I think um, something we don't think about sometimes. We think about diversity and inclusion. We think of it maybe from an ethnic persuasion or or racial type of thing, but we don't necessarily think about age groups as well. And that's something that as as the workforce ages and we have new people coming in, we've got to think about being diverse in terms of, of different age groups as well, and as you mentioned, seniors or younger people or whatever. Yeah, what some of the needs are. Yeah, absolutely. And are right. are you appealing to families? Are you appealing to people with little kids? Are you appealing to everybody? If you can appeal to everybody, then you still need to have a diversity of commercials or a diversity of advertisement or diversity of outreach. That's a great, great point and something I hadn't thought too much about. So how do you use diversity and inclusion as a marketing tool, both within your business and perhaps within your clients' businesses? Well, for your own business, again, it's that you're dealing with buyers, and buyers these days are different ages, races, cultures, could be men, could be women. I mean, like 50 years ago, so many of the buyers that marketing people were dealing with were white male owners. But now people who own businesses and people who are looking for marketing help are from a very wide spectrum of people. And if I have a choice, again, if I have a choice of who I'm going to go to, I want to go to somebody who I'm going to feel comfortable with, who I think is going to understand what my needs are. That's a good point. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So, and then, you know, and, ex- and I was just going to say an example, um, that, an example of this too is how organ- how um, people have used some marketing genius to customize their approach. Is uh, there's a Michael Phelps commercial mm-hmm. for Subway, and it's they sing the song "Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself." Well, that's an old song. That's that's a baby boomer song, but so I can so I can relate to that. On the other hand, uh, Subway does appeal to a lot of younger people or people on the go. And if you remember, Michael Phelps lost uh, some of his some of his sponsorship because he was shown he was shown smoking some marijuana at a party. That's right. Yep. And so then what they did, what Subway did, which was so good, they capitalized on it to say to have Michael Phelps. They show him as a swimmer, then they show him um, sitting down and eating Subway, and it's, thank you for letting me be myself. So we're Subway, and anybody is comfortable, and young people particularly uh, really don't really care that Michael Phelps, for the most part, really don't care about Michael Phelps uh, smoking marijuana at a party. It's not going to affect if they buy or not buy, but they think, okay, this place is great. I can go in, I can be myself, and I'm comfortable eating here. That's a great point, and, and if you think about it, the sponsors who, who um, terminated their relationship with him sort of were uninclusive in the fact that they told um, they more or less told their audiences, if you're engaging in this kind of behavior, we don't want you to be associated with our brand. So yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not condoning this behavior at all, by the right. way. I'm just saying that um, it, it's different than if Michael Phelps was arrested for some type of violent activity right. or if or he was or, smoking yeah. crack cocaine or using crystal meth. Exactly, exactly. So there was a message of, of who you know, kind of where the, each of these brands wanted their uh, diversity and inclusion to be related to that, So which is something I hadn't even thought about. Just, uh, thank you. That's very helpful. So how do you market your diversity and inclusion initiative? So if you are doing this kind of thing in your business, 
how much of this do you want to tell people, and how do you want to market this to your uh, to your audiences? Well, the way that you want to, you want to do it is you want to in all your in all your collateral material, you want to be able to show different kinds of people, and then you want your language to be inclusive and address different kinds of people. Even um, uh, when you go out, when when you're sending people out to recruit people. And you want to get a, you, and you want a diversity of uh, of candidates. You want to make sure that you send out different kinds of people within your organization to go and say, "Hey, this is a great organization. We want you." Um, the other thing too is it's important to be able to market your diversity inclusion initiatives to your customer base by showing them we're a diverse organization. We're inclusive. We really believe in this. And here is how our diversity can help you as our customer. So because of our our inclusive initiatives, who we have in our organization, we're much better. We, we understand a wider customer base. And if you come to us, we'll be able to help you reach all of these people because we have all of these resources. Now, I'm not saying that they use black people to market to black places and white people to market to white places. But if you have a diversity of people and those people feel included and they feel engaged and they want to participate, then they're great resources to use. And if you have these resources, it's much easier for you to appeal to a wider customer base, which means that your customers can benefit from your ability to appeal to a wider customer base. That's good to know. That's excellent. Now, how do you feel about um – about commercials where they have, you know, kind of it seems like there's a token one of everything. We have one Asian, we have one black, we have one Hispanic, one woman. Does it look, do you think that's pushing that a little bit too much? Kind of it's almost like we've got one of everything, we've checked it off. How would you recommend kind of getting away from that feeling of, gee, it's just like it's a tokenism? No, I think it's fine because it may not be a tokenism. And when you look around, when I look around in different places that I go across the country and even across the world, that, I see groups of people that are like that. And what they're saying is that this is normal. It's normal for people from different cultures to be together hanging out and doing and doing things. I I remember when I was growing up there were some commercials and some you weren't allowed to show commercials that had like black people and white people um holding hands. Right. Right. Uh having any kind of being in any kind of even suggested intimate relationship. And that's changed. And I think as a country, we want to be able to project that we're an inclusive country, we're a diverse country, and I think that those kinds of commercials are fine. Okay, great. How do you market diversity, and how do you market these inclusion and culture changes initiatives internally within an organization? Well, you have to look at what, what do you have a process for communication? Do you have a process for communication that reaches everybody or does it just reach a few people? Do people only at the top know about it or does everybody? And if you don't, you need to be able to uh, create a communication process that reaches all levels of the organization. And then you need to talk about, hey, you know, this is how we're changing. This is what we're doing. This is our values. And be able to demonstrate to people how taking on this culture, taking on an inclusive culture, going through a culture change is in their best interests because if people don't understand how it's in their best interest, they're going to resist any kind of change because change is hard. I don't even like change myself oh, absolutely. You know, if it's change. imposed on me. Yep. 
So, so you need to be able to do that. Well, here, here's what we're doing. Uh, here's how you're going to benefit. We're going to ask your opinion. We're going to bring you in on this. We're going to basis. How do you influence people? And then celebrate little wins. So, if if you create a process where you, where everybody now knows about job openings, for instance, or um, how, or, or places that they could move in the organization where they didn't before, then you need to let everybody know, well, you know, here's what we've done. We've created this communication process, and we found, find that it has reached every single level or, or whatever level it's reached, and we have people that previously were not applying, but they're showing that they are interested in moving up in the organization. And then the other thing that you need to do is to create uh, diversity and inclusion champions. And those diversity inclusion champions are people who are C-level people, but also key influencers. And those key influencers, they're like evangelical. They go around and they talk about the culture change. They celebrate the culture change. And um, they they give examples of, of how they've seen it help other people, and they collect stories, and they're there to answer questions. And also, the champions help develop strategies for marketing culture change within the organization at different levels. Because oftentimes, culture change initiatives and inclusion get stuck at second level down from the top. So in order for it to be effective, you need to be able to, uh, you need to, be able to reach every single level of that organization because if you can reach every single level of the organization create that kind of understanding not only will you have people working better together but when you have people dealing with customers who are different than them they will have they'll be more comfortable they'll have more skills and more experience being able to relate as a peer to people who are different than themselves good point good point that makes sense Absolutely, and something we don't think very much about, I think, uh, sometimes in the business world. So that's great. Simma, one more question for you. With our uh, our new president, who is biracial and brings diversity to Washington, the executive office, do you think that, that makes this whole issue of talking about diversity easier within businesses and corporations, or do you think it's, it's impacted in any negative way? What's your feeling on that? I think that it is. In, in some ways, like for some people who have never seen or never thought it was possible for an African American, for a black person to be able to reach a high level, I think that's really good. Has it changed people on the ground? I don't know yet. I think time will only tell because uh, organizations still have the same issues. They still have the same, the, the customer base is still there. They still have to market. They still have to sell their products, and most people don't have a relationship with Obama. So I'm not. We'll have to see. It might make it a little bit easier as time goes by, but it's too soon to know right now. Okay, so we still have work to do in this area. Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you very much. We've been sitting here chatting with uh, Sima Lieberman. Sima again is a consultant, speaker, and author around diversity and inclusion. Uh, if you want to read some of her uh, some of her articles and find out more about her, you could reach her at www.simmalieberman.com, and I'm going to spell that for you: S-I-M-M-A-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N.com. This is Linda Popke from Marketing Thought Leadership, and we look forward to seeing you next time. 
We hope you enjoyed this edition of Marketing Thought Leadership, brought to you by L2M Associates. If you'd like to find out how you can improve the return on your investment in marketing programs, processes, or people, contact us at www.l2massociates.com.